Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I thank you so much for joining us today. And I know that out there, as we've talked about so many times on this show, that there can be so much to be discouraged about, but there can also be so much to be encouraged about. You know, Jesus never told us that we were going to be happy. Happy comes from the word, a word that we get happenstance or it's going to happen. And the reality is that Sometimes we're going to feel just happy as heck because everything around us is going well. We got what we want. We bought a new car. We have a new house. Something's gone on in our lives that makes us happy. But guess what? That's a feeling that's going to ebb and flow, and it's going to rise and fall. And sometimes you're going to be happy, and sometimes you're not going to be very happy. That is not what God promised us. What God promised us is a joy. The joy of the Lord that transcends all those things. And so in the very depth of your despair, when everything in your life has gone wrong, when, as Job had, there was still the joy of the Lord that transcends those things. And so I don't doubt one moment, if you are without the Lord, that you could be in the very depths of despair. But if you're in Christ Jesus, he has said, I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And he has never broken a promise, ever. Uh, I was uh, surprised the other day when somebody was talking to me and they said how many people in the United States claim to be evangelical Christians and yet do not believe that Jesus is God. Do not have an understanding that who the Trinity is. And we can't get into those deep theological things excepting to tell you that I heard somebody say the strangest thing, that they had on their website at one time that they believed in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that they were each a part of God. That is so wrong. The Trinity is not a part of in each one of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. Jesus was 100% God. The Holy Spirit is 100% God. And the Father is 100% God. They are three persons, one God. Now, if you'd like me to explain that, I'm not better than all the theologians in the world who've tried and failed to explain the Trinity. You can't comprehend that, but you can certainly apprehend that it's the truth. And so God needs to be glorified every day, and and we should be glorifying him every day. If you are in Christ Jesus, this is a temporary passing through. This is a, a sojourn. This is no different than if I'm driving from here through Bakersfield. I'm not living in Bakersfield. Uh, I'm passing through. And truthfully, truthfully, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, this is not your home. And they can take everything away from us. They can take our homes away, and they can take our lives away, and they can take our our external freedom away, but they can never take away the freedom that we have in Christ. They can never take the joy that is given to us only by the Spirit of God. And so if today you are totally, unreconcilably 
depressed, my question is, are you a believer? And if you're a believer, are you a believer who's maybe on the outside of what you should be doing? There are thousands across the world of healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing churches that you can go to, and you need to find one. We need to be part of the, why is it that I believe in membership in a church? The reason I believe in membership in the church is because you become part of that local body. You become a family, and you need to strengthen each other and be with each other and exhort the Lord and and praise his holy name. And you know what? Christianity isn't a bunch of rules. Christianity is being free from from the law to be able to follow the moral codes of God with a happy heart, <laughs> that, that you're not doing it for your salvation. You're doing it because you love God. So to that end, I have a, a guest with me today, and he is a pastor, and he's planting a church, and he's, he's a it's one of those ones we talked about, those healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing churches. And uh, so I'd like to introduce to you Tony Irons. So, Pastor, uh, tell us about your church a little bit. Well, first of all, thank you for having me be part of this. And I would love to tell you about Folsom Bible Church. We started meeting on Sundays, the last Sunday of January 2021. We've been meeting every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m., in Folsom, we rent uh, from a, from an existing church that meets in the morning, so they let us meet in the afternoon, and so it's been working. But it you know two p.m. is kind of an odd time of day out of the rhythm of life, and so we're looking for uh, another place uh, to start in the mornings and such. But we started meeting with three people, and and it's now I think we just finished our first membership process, and we will have our first public presentation of uh, members uh, November 13th, and I, I believe there's 24 that went through the process, Amen. so we're pretty excited about that, and we started a training men's ministry looking for future leaders, you know, we want to, and we have yeah. um, probably 12 young men who are committed to that, and going through theology and doctrine, and just trying to uh, start early in our church to set that tone um and we meet uh we have two home groups that meet at home and thursday night so our second one that we've ever had will be tonight and so that's just to be getting more intimate with each other and to exercise the spiritual gifts and to truly show the love of christ in a smaller setting um so that we do that on thursdays so we have prayer meeting on Tuesdays, and that's well attended. So right now, it's really exciting, you know. Um, sure. And we have all kinds of folks, old folks like me, and, and down to younger folks, 19, 18 years old, and different ethnicities, and I just love it. I Amen. do. I love it. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, if there was any, you know, I'm not trying to solicit for, you know, anything particular, but you brought it up, and since you brought it up, if there was somebody out there in Folsom that had a building that, you know, that would be, you know, something that you could use, whatever mm. it is, I'm sure that uh, you'd be amenable to talking to those oh, folks, right? Yes, sir. 
So, you know, it's Tony Irons, and and certainly I will uh, let you get his number, you know, at the end of the program. But that would be wonderful to help a church that I know will grow to be, you know, most of the people I know are not looking to grow mega churches. They're just looking to grow biblically sound churches. Mm-hmm. Tony has been classically trained in seminary and and uh, all those things, and he loves the Lord. I know that as a fact, and the reason that I do know that is Tony also comes and teaches uh, our guys out at the mission, and he's been a blessing. They love him because he doesn't try to overshoot them. He tries to meet them where he, where they are, and trust me, with our guys on the program, and really most people in general, it's best to try to meet them right where they are, not to be too haughty, not to, you know, sometimes a guy can uh, become so full of himself he's not approachable, mm-hmm. and when you get to that point, on you're really not doing much, and as far as having 24 people, just remember that Jesus was the greatest of all preachers. He had 12, and one of them was a devil. Yeah. So, but uh, I I can imagine that Tony's church will be growing uh, with leaps and bounds because I know the heart of the man. So tell me, how did you actually come to uh, to find out about the mission? Well, I believe. Uh, a local pastor had been serving here and had mentioned it. And then I met uh, a young man who serves with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so he invited me to come, I think, one time just to see what was here. Yeah. And I have served in different ministries similar to this. Um, and I, I'm really comfortable. It's, this is more my... My style, I guess you'd say. I'm very comfortable with folks who have been beaten up by life um, because I've been there a little bit myself. I didn't get yeah, saved till I was 30, so I was 28. Yeah, so I'm with you, right? Brother. So uh, I really, uh, I really appreciate their struggle, and I know that Jesus Christ is the answer to help them, and that's the that's what this mission believes. And so I was yes, very thrilled to see the. Uh, same philosophy, if you will, of, of how to approach this. And so I was invited to come, and after that first time, then I was given a time slot to teach. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, I've been blessed. I, oh, I just love it. Seriously. Um, I teach at a seminary, too, in Vallejo, and I tell my guys there, they should come here. Amen. <laughs> I, I really like these guys, so... Yeah, I was just one of my chaplains, just... You know, I had delivered a message a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, the only problem was, he said, you know, I really liked the message and everything. He said, but y- you you used the word justification as if they actually knew what that meant. Yeah. And I thought about it, and I thought, yeah, I probably, you, you do start to assume things that become normal in your vernacular, of right? Of course, yeah. And... Uh, with our guys particularly, you know, I think the difference is that with our guys, one refreshing thing is if they don't understand you, they'll they'll say, I don't understand I you. love it. Yes. What the heck did that mean, yes, right? Yes, I love it, yeah. Whereas in the church, they usually don't like to admit they didn't understand you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, there are challenges with uh, with 
as being a preacher in a church, being a teacher in a church, but there's also certain differences about teaching at a recovery Absolutely. mission, correct? Yes. You run into any big challenges, or you think you pretty much? Uh... Well, I, I've years ago I ministered in prisons in Southern California, and I've been around some uh, pretty radical things. That <laughs> right. So I I'm. Pr- I think I'm prepared. I mean, you don't want to be too arrogant about yourself, but no. I wasn't surprised. I'm not surprised about the situation. Um, and I can't, to be honest, because of how I lived the first 30 years of my life, there's not a whole lot that would shock me mm-hmm. to sadly say. You know, I wish yeah, it no, did. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I wish it did. But far as a challenge, um, not so much that way, you know, that something that shocked me or interrupting. Yeah, nothing shocks me either. I I just, uh, to be honest, I appreciate, and I kind of set things up that way in my class is that I ask them questions sure. because I want to know if they're learning. Yes. So I ask them questions to see if they are. I don't want to assume. And their questions will lead me to answer, you know, and that might take over the whole class. Maybe they didn't understand justification, say. And so we might spend the whole class defining that and showing from Scripture what it means. And so hopefully at the end, they will have it answered, you know. Um, so far, so far, and I've only taught, remember, I think eight weeks or so. Yeah, 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 no. I and those know. guys, they're they're great guys, you know. So maybe another batch, I might have a different answer. But Well, to be honest with you, I, you know, years ago, I did a lot more teaching than I do now there. And uh, I used to do a lot more counseling than I do there now. You know, I run the rest of the things, and I don't know how good I run them, but, you know, I'm still Amen. in charge of running them, right? <laughs> but the bottom line comes down to that we can get so fixated on them knowing what this means out of the book that we fail to understand they don't know what it means in the heart. Yeah. And if you don't understand what I mean, you can read a prayer and you could tell me you know, all the things we taught you, da-da-da-da-da, but now let's think out of the box and tell me what that means to you, and I think that's what you're getting around to. So tell me, what does this mean to you? And yes. so you can you can know the dictionary definition of any word and not have a clue as to what it really means, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, whether it's sanctification or justification or glorification, you can look those words up and you can get the textbook explanation, but we really want to know, are you getting it? Yeah. You know, are you really getting it? And then how, like you were just saying, in in asking those questions of them, then I always tell them, like when we studied theology proper, and those those are pretty lofty things. You bet. But they're not meant to stay in the head. No. They're, they're meant to get to the heart. So if we learn about the, say, the omniscience of God, that he knows every thought of That's every right. single person who's ever existed and never didn't know anything at all. He knows he everything. He can't learn. He doesn't learn. So the question would be, do you understand that? Okay, now what's the implication in your life? Exactly. Right? How would that change this and how would that change that? If that's true of God, and I just showed you it is from his book, how then do you live that out? What's the so what? Right. That's always where I tell these guys, what's the so what? And then ha- have them tell me, right? And, and uh, I just, I really do love 
coming to the mission. It's it's uh, it's it is the highlight. I've I've had to stop because it, my schedule didn't allow me this quarter because I teach at that seminary in Vallejo. But it's a highlight of my my week. Well, we love having you there, and it's been my it's my privilege to get to know you as well. And we haven't had tons of time, but we're going to f- remedy that. Yeah, good. you know, I want to have those times when we have lunch when we talk about. You know, there's some fancy uh, words that we use in seminaries and things like orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Yeah. But to boil it all down is ortho- orthodoxy is you can have the right theological background. You can have the right doctrine, but are you practicing it? Amen. Is it real in your life, and yeah. are you walking in that? Yes. So don't tell me what you know. Yeah. Tell me what you do. That's yeah. I think that's exactly where James was going when he said, show me, right? I'll show you my faith yeah. by my works. He yeah. wasn't saying salvation is by works. No. He wasn't saying anything but the but grace as well. But he's saying that when we come to Christ, when we have the right theology, when we are saved by grace, and it's going to come out. That's what the fruit of the Spirit, and I was just telling the guys, fruit of the Spirit is singular. Amen. The works of the flesh are plural. Yeah. So you can, as one one guy said, you can name your poison, you can name the sin you want to do when you're in the flesh. But when you're in the Spirit of God, when you are a believer, you have the whole nine yards. Yes, sir. But you have to also water and grow those things in a synergistic, and that just means in a cooperative effort. God has has done the work of saving, and in in your sanctification, which taking all the the, the fancy flowers away just means you becoming more like Christ Amen. as you walk through this lifetime, and you're never going to reach sinless perfection. Sorry for that small group of people that <laughs> believes that. They, they're not married. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I always said, you know, you can ask me anything you want about me, but if you ask my wife, yeah. who, who went home to be with yes. the Lord, but if you ever ask her, she might have a different opinion on how close my walk was. Guaranteed. <laughs> so, but the bottom line comes down to we don't have to be we don't have to be fooled by all the frills and. You know, I used to I used to try to, you know, put in all the, you know, the Hebrew and the Greek and the, you know, the Aramaic and this means that. And sometimes you need to do it because it's specific to it. But for the most part, just keep it down on their level and, yeah. and let them know. So uh, our walk needs to, to look like what we say. You know, if 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 we have all the right doctrine that's great but if we don't practice it it's hypocrisy amen and we can conversely do all the right things by the law and have no grace and no faith and then we're just legalists right amen so it's important for our guys not to leave the program just clean and yes. sober, and I hate that word in a way, yeah. Because we use clean and sober as somebody is no longer drinking or drugging, right? Yeah. But the reality is that lots of guys are sober, but they're not clean. Amen. They're still chained, right? Yeah. That's so, not that's not their worst uh, 
problem. No. Right. Yeah, that's what you're saying. It's yeah. Be, being uh, being like I was hooked on booze. Yeah. That was not my worst problem. No. It was being wrong before God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. You know what? Because guess what? Being a stone cold drunk doesn't send you to hell. Amen. Being a murderer, a liar, a thief, whatever your your particular sin is, is not what sends you to hell. And people have asked me, well, what do you mean by that? You don't think those things send you to hell? I said, I do not. There's only one thing that ever sent anybody to hell, and that's unbelief. But all those things are symptomatic. Yes. Of a of a re, of a heart that is not regenerate, Amen. that is not walking with Christ, and uh, we're not free from the law to go out and be be uh, you know lawless. We are freed by grace to obey those moral laws, but with a freedom that nobody can understand, Amen. and to love Jesus in a way that nobody can understand unless they're born again. Right. That's right. So, um, do you remember when you uh, when you first came to Christ? Yes, sir. Did Did you know everything there was to know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was essential, and that was this: I was a sinner, yeah, uh-huh. and Jesus was a savior. Amen. <laughs> you know, because it's always boiled down to the fact that God is holy and sovereign; He is our Creator, and so He tells us, right? We have violated his law and have become worthy of death, correct? Now, Jesus is the answer. And then how do we access that? How do we become part of that? With faith and repentance, right? And so you don't come before the throne of grace and say, okay, well, I'm going to clean up my act and then I'm going to be, I'm going to follow Christ. You ever run into those people? All the time. <laughs> yeah. And they're not always out on the street, are they? <laughs> None of them are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could be you could be in the a penthouse somewhere, you can have all the the, the trappings, right? Yes, and you can still be so deluded as to think I'm gonna clean up my act and then I'm gonna come to Christ, yes, right? Yes. Well, it seems to me there was a guy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was a rich young ruler who kind of thought that, right? Yeah, he hung out with the camels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we can be so deluded into thinking that all we need to do is clean up our act, and and in reality, the last thing that you can ever hope to do is clean up your act, right? Yes. Well, um, a leopard cannot change his spots. No, but God can change you from a leopard, yeah, to a lion, the, right? From the inside out. That's right, and I think that's one of the reasons that the Lord so clearly put to the Pharisees. When he said, you whitewashed sepulchers. Amen. You know, so we have one minute, Tony, and then I'd like to hold you over for another show, if you do not not mind. I'll follow you, sir. All right. And so I'd like to say anything in this last few closing seconds to the folks out there? Well, if if you are unsaved, I would say look to Jesus Christ. Amen. Bow the knee. Yeah. And uh, Tony, real quick, what is he... Well, we're we're out of time, but listen, please tune in next week, and I will for sure get you Tony's address, phone number, and you can always call me at the mission at 447-3268, and I will certainly get you that information. And so, as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. 
been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.